Welcome to our series entitled The I Am Podcast, a podcast about innovation, business, and most importantly, people. In this series, we'll be talking to founders, executives, and various experts about their vision, challenges, best practices, and lessons learned throughout their journey. Let's get started. Meet Amal P.S., your wildcard founder. Amal is the founder and CEO at Keto, a no-code intelligent information management platform that provides information and document extraction. It enables enterprises to go digital and break data silos. A creative guy by nature with a strong tech background, he doesn't worry about failing or getting his hands dirty. He strongly believes that the most efficient way to scale is to build a strong team. Keto increases productivity by addressing the problem of having reliable information and breaking data silos. This podcast is powered by iMops.io. Optimize your cloud infrastructure and CICD process with iMops.io dedicated DevOps team. Check out www.imops.io and get a DevOps team now. Amal, thank you for your time today, Amal. Welcome to the I Am podcast. Thank you, May, and uh, it was great to join you guys. It's a pleasure. Happy to be here. I am excited and I am thrilled that how you can uh, share your story to our viewers. Take us back to that aha moment. Why do you need to come up with this? And why did you need to build something like this? Keto uh, started in 2015. So when I was working in Infosys, I saw a lot of enterprise data that is being passed in multiple departments. So I saw this information explosion that is happening in, and it really needed a new platform to manage several types of data across multiple departments, right? So when you have multiple source of digital assets, it's really important to have a singular platform that can do this. So uh, I, as a manager, I explored to find out if there is something available in the market. I couldn't find it. And then I thought, why not create that, right? Let me start with emails and uh, let me try to create something new out of it. See how it works uh, with the customers. So that's how it started. And from when you started, 2015, right? And now... Was the problem changed? Has it evolved also? Yeah, absolutely. The problem has evolved. When we started, we started with emails and languages and uh, understanding emotions and uh, more, more related to your communication at a personal friend within enterprises. Once we started validating the problem, we understood it's, it's not just with respect to emails, the problem is, resides. The problem is that these large enterprises possess a vast information assets. It could be in emails, it could be in scanned images, it could be in their shared, repository, shared repositories or any collaboration channels. How can this information be readily available and usable to carry out their business operations? So this is what we really identified when we start working with customers on a day-to-day -day basis. So we were able to validate the vision at each stages of the company. So that is what we did. So we validated that and we really realized what is the impact of having this data silos across uh, multiple departments. So the consequence is that the enterprise experience is uh, invisible. You have a uh, invisible monetary cost, you have human errors and you have uh, so slower processes that directly affects the productivity, uh, profitability and competitiveness of the business, right? This all leads to a poor customer satisfaction. So we really realized this problem could be much bigger than where we started it with. So it has a lot to do with the people, the productivity and the happiness quotient which you talked about. So that's what we realized uh, in the last four years. Could you tell us more about your marquee customers or who do you offer your products to? 
So we uh, we started offering the products to the VFSI segment uh, within the Indian market. Later, we realized that the primary customers are mostly the back office operations, uh, the KPOs for the mid-sized businesses. So mm -hmm. currently, our focus has been directly on the US and the Indian market for uh, the KPOs, the BFSIs, uh, and so on and so forth. We have a platform that is being sold into the mid-sized markets and above, which is for the entire information uh, uh, management. And second, we do have standalone solutions on top of this, right? So you have an enterprise app store, which is being available. You have a standalone solution that is available for the mortgage US. You have a standalone solution that is available for the accounts payable receivable end-to-end. So this kind of solutions help them to leverage AI without any kind of a training, right? That becomes your aha experience for the customer. The moment you enter into the platform, you could see that, oh, it works, right? I just need to configure it. And your training time is less than a day, I would say, right? Typically, the time to set up an enterprise product is multiple months, right? For the viewers who doesn't know what kind of a time frame it takes to set up an enterprise product. You onboard that, can I experience the aha moment, the moment I onboard, wow, it's working, right? I do not need to undergo a training. I do not need to undergo teaching. I'm not teaching uh, the AI a lot of things, right? It's it's there, it's already available there. So that's what we have built on top. So it's a, it's a collective ecosystem. It's a huge enterprise app store. It's a built on top applications that are available. So that helps us to leverage this technology fast. What's your elevator pitch? Like what is your unique value proposition? I would say it goes back to the, again, the out-of-box experience that we offer. So we have two areas to focus on. So the first one would be the immediate experience you get as an enterprise while you onboard. So your total cost of ownership is lower. Your return on investment is lower. So for a business decision maker, this becomes really key. Can I measure this? Do you already have built in or baked in these parameters into your platform? This would be your number one question that happens at your closure, but we address that ahead of time, right? So this becomes one. The mm -hmm. second one is to the ability to execute and configure a feedback system, right? So we are able to execute a feedback system. So when your enterprise matures or your data changes within your entire enterprise ecosystem, we are able to learn from that changes. Just the way Amal or May is learning while working in the company, the engine itself is able to learn the changes that is happening across the enterprise. And this would help you to accelerate and disrupt their own market individually. So that's what we have learned. And that's the USP uh, for us to pitch to the customers. Okay, that's great. I was supposed to ask you like, okay, how can I as a user, as a simple user, benefit from your product? And then you mentioned, okay, it learns from uh, like how, what you do. Correct. Could you share us one user story? Uh, so one, uh, one, Tip one, which comes to my mind, uh, is a fairly recent one, where uh, there was an uh, accounts payable receivable customer where they are already using an accounting ERP. This is a mid-sized uh, company with uh, 100 million and above revenues in bucket, right? For this customer, you already have an accounting ERP in place, but still a lot of your invoices are, are outside your accounting ERP, right? You receive your invoices via your email, you receive your invoices physically in multiple locations. So for this customer, what typically happens is that this is all collated into their central location and their emails are being manually read. Uh, you are pulling the information from emails. You punch it in into your system, right? You are making an entry into your ERP. I will create a vendor if it is not available. So your accounting team is always at a pressure point, right? I'm always at a pressure point because your accounting team handles your entire finance. Uh, how much cash in hand, how much cash I have to 
go give out your cash outflow so what typically happens is that they have to consistently communicate and to spend tedious amount of time on just data entry three way matching whether my invoice is matching with my delivery or not have i already create a purchase order if not i let me create that right away right so this this all problems keeps on happening so what we have done for them is that with our platform they could directly connect their accounting erp they could directly connect their email system and they could ideally connect their multiple scanners which are in the remote locations from here the moment it is being scanned the invoices are received in the emails in any format whether it is your text whether it is a image whether it is a document attached we are able to pull this information everything is available here in a single dashboard and you are just seeing that is it matching no matching validate not validated so all the information is pulled out from that based on the configured key which you want to match it with and you are just getting an outlay saying that oh i have to pay 10000 dollars as of date and i have to receive 28000 dollars as of date and you can even automate your notifications when i say automate your notifications 40% of the time spent by this accounting team not just the company which i am talking about at a general level in the us typically 40 to 60% of their time is spent on communication their department right you have to communicate internally how much is my receivable payables you have to communicate to each vendor when am i going to get my payment from this customer so they keep on calling you right whether may has raised an invoice to amal you are going to call and check amal is my invoice ready to clear when are you going to clear it so the moment you are nearing your due date they are going to consistently get a lot of communication so they can easily automate this communication flow uh, it will automatically update your vendors it will automatically update your internal team uh, you could also do a vendor reconciliation so which is a very tedious process with an accounting with a click of a button you just click it the machine will automatically reconcile and say that okay as per the vendor records this is the vendor record says this is what your record says and this is the mismatches everything else is matching so you have to just focus on the actual work not the tedious process involved in the work right so i think this is the new age working people has to adapt uh, technology people have to adapt a machine learning and other technologies at a reliable level so that that scale uh, consistently with this technology so you i'm not a person who is uh, interested to say that a is the only technology that can solve it so we use a combination of technologies and uh, coincidentally a become a part of it so that's how they should evaluate the solution so that you get an end to end experience uh, from this platforms i like that you said uh, you just work on the actual thing you don't need to work on the processes you don't need to waste time on the processes and sometimes you lose your invoice so you have to to spend time looking for that right correct correct Okay, but now it's in one process in one platform and it's automated. Could you describe first like the time when you first rolled out your product? What was the market's reaction? The first time when we rolled out the product, we rolled out a configurable solution which is mostly a do it yourself kind of a platform. We realized that customers doesn't want to train the system. So nobody likes to put extra effort to set up a system even though A is cool, machine learning is great. nobody wants to invest more time as a company or a business in training and setting up the system so that was our first learning which we got uh, the second one was can i immediately consume that right so when i say immediately consume that see i have a system available which can let's say pull information from emails pull information from language pull information from documents uh, pull information from your images is it if it is a piecemeal kind of a solution how do i consume it i have multiple business processes 
you have given me a platform how do i connect it to my erp how do i connect it to my crm how do i connect it to my printer so there is a lot of questions available right so right. can i as a end customer is it really easy for me to onboard and use so this was our second learning so we build one deep technology platform underneath that helps in information processing on top of that each of the individual use cases like mortgage processing accounts payable receivable processing becomes a simple to use experience uh, kind of a platform so we have a connected information platform connected enterprise app store and a connected experience platform on top to ensure that the customer experiences technology with ease that has been the learning for us wow so you're giving uh, you were giving an out of the box experience to your customers correct okay. how about your funding some businesses spend months or even years some businesses are more gradual growth or some are rapid growth so please share your funding experience so for us as a team in keto our focus has been on uh, growing with knowledge i think i think it is an approach we call it internally crawl walk and run right so even today most of the startups are in the crawl stage even though you have a huge lots of cash you might be able to reduce your time but it all depends on your knowledge what how much amount of knowledge you have from the entire industries and the about the customers that's how much you can you are able to execute right so in our approach we have been really focused on crawl walk and run where we ideally build the fundamentals and we focus really on building the fundamentals first before even entering into the rapid scaling kind of a moment so we have been on the customer revenues we have been mostly bootstrapped and we have raised from uh, reputed individual angel investors and most of them are cxos from fortune 500s and large private equity firms and uh, bfsi sector manufacturing sector automotive sector so we have chose adopted a strategy in which we onboard experts from multiple industries who can not only put money but also put thought behind right so they can also give you information that how the platform or your vision can scale across multiple industries in the future so that today we are really clear about the fundamentals you want to build and that's that's has been our approach mm, okay crawl walk and run so you have to build the foundation so you have to be very clear of your foundation how about your challenges maybe the challenges you experienced years ago is different from while you're on the journey so kindly share your biggest challenges so i would say for any business uh, specific to us the most important challenging factor would be to hire the right people so at each growth stage of the company you have to identify what are the gaps within the ecosystem and hire and onboard and partner with the right set of people so that you can jointly grow into a multi billion dollar business right so if the company's vision is to be a multi billion dollar business you have to understand that at each stage you might need specific skill people or it could be partners or it could be co-founders or it could be advisors building such a system is always important and we really focus on that so we do have a strong uh hr in place we do have an hr coming from a psychology background data analytics and psychology which is pretty much not seen within the indian markets uh kind of a say so we focus more on the personal aspects as a behavioral aspects as a, of a person while we onboard somebody mm. into the team so this this gives a lot of alignment at a personal level right at a foundational level so that has really helped us and uh, this evolved over a, over a period of time as you rightly said in the starting we had a lot of mismanaged hires we missed out on this or we onboarded somebody too early so all these things have happened in the past but today we have realized that 
this is one key area the executives has to really put their efforts on the biggest challenge is hiring the right people to fill the position how long does it take for the recruitment process the recruitment process has to be uh, under 7 days so if it is really long wow. the candidate gets bored uh, if it is really short uh, we might not get the right guys so we have created a standard process uh, throughout the stages so we do have uh, 3 to 4 rounds of interview but we start mm -hmm. with a face to face interview uh, today it is a vc uh, of course and in the vc we start with a behavioral kind of an interview where we have set of parameters the candidates is going through uh, knowingly or unknowingly correct so we talk more about the personal experiences we never talk about their functional experiences personal experiences how they were brought up their uh, how did their career look like what kind of person they are what they aspire to be right do i want to be an ips officer after joining keto so so we try to understand everything right the aspiration yeah, element yeah. of a person in the first call and if their aspiration is aligning with that of keto it doesn't mean that let's say somebody is saying that i came to keto because i want to get an acceleration for my 3 year career and within 3 years i'm planning to move into a larger startup still that is fine because you understand that that particular candidate is trustworthy they are transparent to share that this is happening right this is what he expected to be so we try to evaluate that and then we select very few set of people from the first meeting for the second functional part the second discussion would be purely functional it could be a mix of your hands on coding kind of a practice if it is engineering uh, it could be more business solutioning uh, but this all happens uh, roughly within 7 to 10 days right so it overlaps based on the confirmation of meetings in the today's world but earlier we tried to do under 7 days so that it becomes really quick efficient and you can understand the right person quickly and the final round will be mostly rechecking on whatever you have done in the first round so after a certain period of time people misses out that whatever they have told if say if it is not a genuine input you will miss out what you have mentioned in the first meeting to the last meeting so it would be a combination of that right you are going to go into a rapid fire kind of a session where people are just asking questions which could be just yes or no so from that yes or no you clearly know whether this guy is right or not well that's a quick tip to all of you who want to apply at keto so there will be three <laughs> rounds okay but i really believe that like some entrepreneurs put much weight on the idea but not on building the team but you said you have to build the right team you have to get the right people right fill the position you have to get those people who just not want to work on an ai company but who wants to work for keto your vision right. i'm sure uh during the during the last call you said some founders are really thinking why are we experiencing this and uh, is everybody else experiencing this kind of a uh, challenge what important lesson would you like to share with them to aspiring entrepreneurs or your fellow startup founders so uh i would summarize it into two buckets uh, never settle for less right be ambitious and uh, people whether it is customers or investors they like like to be associated with people who are ambitious and who have a clear vision so there is a huge difference from being ambitious to having a clear vision so you have to really know that okay you can break down your ambition into a clear vision which is executable at each stages and people are really willing to bet on the such people right it could be a group of people it could be an individual so you need to have that in place so whether whatever may be your challenge if you have that in place you will be able to overcome that step by step right so some companies would take 5 years some would take 15 years some would take 10 years some would take 2 years but the challenges would remain the same throughout the lifespan if you look at a lifespan of 20 years of a company 
the challenges each person has undergone would be the same the challenges the business has undergone would be the same so they won't be any different kind of a treatment just because that somebody has raised a huge uh, millions of dollars right so let's say somebody raised 100 million dollars from someone doesn't make him expert in that space right he still have to face the same number of challenges what you are facing in the same duration of time uh, if you have not faced any challenges that means you are missing something so there is something really wrong in the system the second one is uh, try to understand what are the limitations what are the limiting factors within your team that restricts you to grow from today to where you want to be and it could be not just the team it could be your plan it could be your clarity of vision so it all rounds around that the two pointers are really important one you have to break down your vision into clearly defined paths second you have to understand the limitations within the team so that you can have the right members in place to reach your breakdown paths so i i think that would be uh, just to summarize the challenges and how to tackle okay great great know your vision well challenges changes but you have to stick to your vision and your foundation and then know your limitation clarity is the key this is the last question for this interview i am amal ps your blank founder what do you want to be known for what kind of founder do you want to be known for a uh, wild card wow i am amal ps your wild card founder can you explain a little bit yeah. about that so i am a uh, i am a creative guy by nature uh, so having a strong uh, technology background right so when i say wild card uh, you can go into anything so you have to make your hands dirty before understanding something can be done right or wrong so so i would call it like a wild card or even even if it might not be the perfect thing but you will still understand that these are the nuances in that area so you go in try it out fail succeed whatever happens it's no worries go in get your hands dirty compact so i think that's what i have uh, done in the past and even today right uh, quickly i will go in try to understand break it up if not works it's fine if it works it's good that's it uh, there is no hard feelings okay thank you very much amal for all those wonderful thoughts i i know a lot of us have like tons of inspiration all the best to keto thank you thank you may and the am podcast team for having keto here Uh, all privilege. the best for your podcast and uh, this is this is a great session i, I think a uh, lot many people will got an inspiration and not only inspiration maybe a lot of information could be useful even if a single person makes use of the conversation which we had i think that i think that's a, that's a great achievement keep sorry yeah. thank you very much for your time I, i can talk to you again okay you have to go back working and running your company again so i have to <laughs> say goodbye to you now Yeah, thank you. Thank you May and uh, have a good day. Bye-bye. You too. Have a great day. Bye. Bye. Make sure to check out www.imops.io if you want to know more about us. Subscribe to our podcast so you can get notified every time we post a new video. Thank you and you have a great day.